For the past 20 years, we at Mitchell Lake have worked with the game changers, innovators, and leaders who have been on extraordinary journeys from diverse and sometimes challenging backgrounds. These are their stories that focus on ignoring convention to create their own pathways, as improbably as those may have seemed to the rest of the world. Join host managing partner, John Tanner, partner Michael Data, and advisor Patrick Blute as we explore talent without limits. Pat, good evening over there in New York, mate. How are you? And good morning there in sunny Gold Coast. How are you doing, Mick? Fantastic. Pat, today's guest is someone who has been breaking barriers since her childhood. She's defied the odds of her background becoming financially independent by the time she was 18, becoming the first person in her Mexican-American family to earn a BA in graphic design and then a master's degree in advertising design, both while working full-time. You know, she's cut her teeth as a designer at one of the world's largest publishing houses before realising that she could really and only fulfil her true dreams by feeding into her entrepreneurial spirit. Once she left the comfort of her corporate world, Pat, you're going to love this, mate. Once she left the comfort of her corporate world, she sought after more independent creative directors and trend spotters in the food industry, and you know how much you and I love our food. <laughs> she started creating publications for the Meredith Publishing Group, Food Network, Coles, US Foods, and so much more. I'd like to introduce you to our upcoming guest, Jolene Rivera. Jolene, welcome to Talent Without Limits. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's nice to meet you, Patrick, and it's nice to see you, Michael. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you. Jolene, wonderful to meet you and congratulations on really noticing the unconventional throughout your career. So talk to us a little bit about how you took this love of design, graphic into this culinary world, and even now how you're really reimagining our relationship with a very special ingredient. Yeah, it's funny. It's interesting. I just had a conversation with my older brother this past weekend about the conventional workspace. He chose the conventional workspace and I admire him for that. And at the same time, while I was doing it myself, I knew that I really just, I'm always challenging myself. And somebody asked me the other day, why are you in this? Why are you doing what you're doing? And I said, I think it's because of the challenge. I want to see if I can. And I feel like it's just sort of been my history to, from the time I was 17 to now, I've always put myself in a position to see if I can. And Jolene, what's that spark that allows you to know, this is the challenge I want to take on? Because I'm sure like there is so much in the world you're like, I'm going to conquer and take it over. And how do you know where to go next? In this case, in this instance, you know, I had spent 20 years being a graphic designer, creative director, art directing food shoots, being involved in the food industry, reporting on food trends, really just going from graphic design to publishing to food and then chefs and chef's world and then understanding food and food taste and then the trends that were happening. And it's funny because it's something that when you're in it and you're art directing it or you're involved with somebody or you're talking to somebody, they say something to you that maybe you're like, wait, I want to know more about that, or I can do that. And then once you learn how you can do that, then you go, I do inside. I'm like, well, what else can I do next? And can I push myself to go one step further? And, or is there a need for it? In this case, you know, there was a need. So it it became very apparent to me that if I didn't do it, somebody else probably would. And then I would kick myself for saying, why didn't you do it? 
Yeah, I love that. Pat, Dr. Jen Welter, Dr. Jen. Jen kindly introduced me to Jolene and said, hey, you guys have to meet because Jen also loves connecting passionate, driven people together. And when you can start sharing those stories, the ideas that can come out of that are amazing. What Jolene is doing now is actually helping us all live healthier lives. Absolutely. And so would love to know, Kitchen Toke, what's the journey? What brought us here? What was that initial moment? Because I love this story, photography, design, you're working with the most esteemed dishes in the world. How did you know this is going to become a company? I was working with the most esteemed dishes, the most esteemed chefs, the most esteemed brands at the time. I was traveling all over the world, shooting chefs and talking about relevant food, who's doing relevant stuff on their menus at restaurants. And I happened to be in Puerto Rico shooting Jose Enrique, and he was up for a James Beard Award that year. And we were having a nice conversation and he enlightened me a little bit and said that, you know, he dabbles in cooking with cannabis. And my ears perked up and I, I, I'd been paying attention to the cannabis space here anyway, just because it's a thing, you know, and uh, people were starting to cook with it, but I didn't really see really well-known chefs doing it. And then I really just started to pay attention. And then at the same time, my best friend and my co-designer who was helping me run my agency, her dad got cancer and he was losing a cancer battle and tried all kinds of medication and, and uh, painkillers. And over the five years, I watched her watch him and not be able to do anything about it. And that's agonizing. You want to help people. I mean, I, I wanted to help, but I didn't really know that I could. And so I reached out to some chef friends of mine here in Chicago and said, hey, can you guys help me produce something that could sit on his tongue that he could meld on his tongue because he had lung cancer that spread to his lymph nodes. His neck was swollen three times the normal size of a human man's neck. And um, I knew he couldn't swallow and eat well. So we produced some high THC chocolates. And I was so nervous about how am I now going to get them from Chicago to St. Louis, Missouri, because it's illegal to cross state lines with THC products. And there was no cannabis laws available in St. Louis at the time, not even medicinal. So while I could get it here medicinally, I couldn't get it there. So I illegally put it in my car, drove all the way to St. Louis and delivered the cannabis chocolates to his door. And he was very receptive. And I was really nervous. This is a very big Irish Catholic family. And I was super nervous. Like, is he going to be receptive to this? And uh, his daughter was with me. And his daughters, he has six daughters. Most of them were there. His wife was with us. And he said, give me those. And he ate three chocolates in a row. And it was about 45 minutes later. And he, you could just tell all of his face expression changed. The pain lifted from his face. He was laughing. He grabbed a beer. He popped open a beer. He started playing with his grandkids. He wanted to go for a walk. They were all, his family were welled up in tears. They were saying, Jolene, we haven't seen him like this. He was hungry. He went to the fridge. He started looking for food. And for a cancer patient who's this sick, it was really, I remember not being able to speak and going, oh my God, this actually works, you know? And not only did it help his pain, it increased his appetite, which is cannabis is well known for that. And uh, I left there that day and it was about two or three weeks later, I was back down in St. Louis and attending his funeral. So he was, if that gives you any idea of how sick he was when I saw him, his sister came up to me at the funeral 
and put her hand on my forearm. And she said, Jolene, thank you for giving my brother one good day before he died. And that, I, I cried for weeks over that, thinking, if I could do it for him, what could I do for other people? If, why don't we all know this? Why don't we all have access to it? What, could, what if there was a way you could have cannabis without ever being high and it was just about being healthy? And you could just manage pain through food and not pharmaceuticals. Because I also, you know, we, I have family members who have had drug addictions or pharmaceutical addictions, and I'm very aware of that. And I was thinking, is there a way to then educate, inform, teach, whatever word you want to put to it. How do I then bring this idea to, you know, the masses? And I did what I did best. I started calling my chef friends and said, would you cook with cannabis? Would you develop recipes? And then we hired an editorial team. And I really just put together a magazine, which I'd been doing for 20 years. And so I then formulated Kitchen Talk Media. And Kitchen Talk Media is the first and only culinary cannabis media company dedicated to informing people on culinary cannabis for health and wellness. Wow. <laughs> I told you. Goose, I mean, first goosebumps. And that's, I mean, Jolene, what's really resonating in the way you tell your story and the origin of the company is this is your superpower is design. Like what I yeah. love is I'm hearing a lot of these design elements and textures and thinking through the end experience of you're not just preparing a recipe, you're thinking about the moment that the person will actually taste it or enjoy it or that experience. I love being creative. And if I can do that in any form format, it could be in any format. It's my creativity. I think that is my superpower. So do you find yourself in the kitchen just trying new things, cooking <laughs> things up? Where's the recipe inspiration coming? It's usually in tasting other people's food. I am not a cook, surprisingly. I never cook. I actually hate to cook, but I love learning about food, food combinations. And mostly I love about learning about functional food, which brings me to where I am today. So I learned back then in combination with this cannabis story, I was also going through an insulin resistance battle. I was training for a triathlon. I had been to four different doctors. All of them accused me of lying about what I was eating, how much I was exercising. I was running, swimming, biking all in the same day, preparing for this triathlon, and I was putting on loads of body weight. I'm only 5'5", five five, and when I start gaining weight, you can really see it. And I felt sick. And the harder I trained, the worse I felt. And it, I was like, shouldn't it be the opposite? And so I finally found a doctor who is a functional medicine specialist, and he said, I can help you. He drew my blood. He's like, Jolene, you have insulin resistance. You're well on your way to type 2 diabetes, like many people in my large Hispanic family. He said, I'm not going to write you an OTC. I'm not even going to give you a pharmaceutical prescription. I'm going to help you, though. I'm going to give you a food list. So he wrote me a food prescription. That was the day I learned that food is medicine. And then when I wanted functional food, I started paying attention to that even more, thinking about cannabis. Cannabis is a functional food. It's just a plant. Why are we smoking it? Eat it. So <laughs> That's it. You know, Pat, this is the perfect segue into really hearing about how Jolene then came to launch Red Belly Honey. Like, seriously, what an amazing brand from her creativity, her design, but then more importantly, the actual product. Jolene, can you share that with us, please? Yeah, so Red Belly Honey. So in doing, you know, in learning about culinary cannabis, learning about all of the cannabis products that are learning about whatever is extracted from the plant, I learned how to infuse food. And it's usually an oil-based food. Anything that comes from the plant is oil-based. So I should just tell that to all your listeners who don't know. So any CBD products or cannabinoid compounds, it's all oil-based. It's like rosemary oil or olive oil. You know, it's oil. 
And oil and water don't mix. So there really is no such thing as a naturally infused food. It's usually people adding this oil to food and mixing it up and then packaging it, serving it in some way. So in learning all of the how-tos, I guess you could say, with Kitchen Toke and learning about the plant and the cultivation and how we're extracting all the cannabinoids, I learned about a process. Um, there's a team in Israel that I partnered with, um, Beefuse Technology, who learned that if you offer the bees a full-spectrum whole plant oil, they will eat it and they will digest the oil for you and express the cannabinoids into the honeycomb cell for us. So therefore, creating the first nature-infused food product on the planet, single ingredient and water-soluble. So that is red belly honey. Red belly honey is the only honey in the world infused with CBD by bees. I always say we know there's CBD in our honey, but we didn't put it there, the bees did. And so that is the epitome of how do we be healthy over high? How do we have a functional food in our everyday food? How do we have a pantry staple that will live you know, forever, never expires, honey never expires. And it's an amazing, amazing functional food. You know this. I don't have to tell the people of Australia or no. really yeah. how amazing honey is. Now, I just want to completely merge you with a bee conservationist and see like, is this maybe the best kept secret to actually helping the bee population thrive? Yeah, yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, it is. Actually, a month after we launched, there were news reports that there was a study being done at the Marie Curie Sklovowski, I'm sure I butchered that, Life Sciences College in Poland. They were studying a group of 5,000 bees, and they understand the medical report now has come out. It's been two years to get it published, but it is now a published medical report. And it says that bees who have access to hemp terpenes specifically are able to fight the poisons from pesticides and live as long as bees never exposed. So we are actually helping bees live 45 to 60 days longer. Whoa, that is so like, for some reason, I like that is such an important piece of conservation. So I, I love that you're fusing this really creativity across the board. You're just seeing yeah. new challenges and tackling them. It's so exciting. You know, I met with the butterfly organization. It's called butterfly.org for anyone who wants to look it up, but they are the only invertebrate museum research center education center in the United States. They are having a huge fundraiser in Denver, September 30th. I'll be there. My friends at Viking Cruise Lines donated an eight-day cruise to auction off. They're raising $55 million for an 80,000 square foot facility. And it will be all about saving bees. They use bees to save elephants in Nigeria. And they're also helping to save the extinct monarch butterfly. So we're working with them and we're hoping that they can continue the studies and research on the bees and, and also on cannabis and just how incredible cannabis is to invertebrate species. Excellent. <laughs> it is excellent, isn't it? If our listeners, Pat, if Jolly, if they could see our faces right now, especially it's just Pat, a jaw drop. It makes so much sense why athletes would want to use your product. Yes, that is interesting. And I'm glad you brought that up because when we launched CBD and food and cannabinoids and all of this information, it's very confusing. And there are times, I mean, I've been in the industry now for six years, I'm confused. And I always think, you know, if I just keep it simple and try to explain to people, this is a functional food, I'll help you inflammation, et cetera, we'll figure out who our product market fit is. And they are now coming to us, which is really amazing. So in this last three months, Lululemon reached out. So we partnered with them. We do events with them every week, every Wednesday evening, as you know. 
And we also were approached by the National Flag Football Championship Organization. We will be the only CBD sponsor booth product at the National NFL Flag Football Championships in Florida in January. And then just in two weeks, two weeks from yesterday, I'll be in Malibu. We are the sole CBD sponsor for the Super League Malibu Triathlon happening in California. That's great. Do you suggest, do you recommend pre-race? Like, is there a, do you say, look, two, three days out of the race and then post-race? Well, I recommend cannabinoids anytime. (laughs) You know, I would say that. I mean, I eat, uh, I'll be honest, I eat our honey, of course, all day, every day. I have it in my smoothies. I have it in my tea at night. I take a few of those little travel packs with me on a run. So I run about four or five miles a day, three or four days a week. I do a snap pack right before I leave. It's a nice burst of energy. If I'm feeling sore or stiff or I'm lacking energy, I I have it during the run. But I'm also, you know, I live in a state, I'm in Chicago. I'm in a state that's completely legal. So I can actually grow my own cannabis here. I'm not a smoker. I do not like to be high. So I'm going to, I'm going to break that stigma right now. I hate being high. So I don't like being drunk either. So it's kind of the same thing to me. But um, I grow the plants because I clip off the leaves, like the well-known five leaf green leaves, and I throw them into my smoothie because they're loaded with terpenes. And I think if, if the terpenes can help protect the human nervous system and they can help protect the bee's oxidative system, it's loaded with antioxidants, it can help me. Phenomenal. I think I just surprised you, Michael, by the look on your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I thought I knew you, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, it's just next level. You know, Pat, when you asked Jolene about a superpower, I mean, oh my gosh, she's just superhuman, right? Absolutely. She's flying around with a cape, saving us immortals, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Jolene, question for you, because what's phenomenal is all of these lessons, you've learned the ones you want to take with you, like food as medicine, like the power of really design thinking and applying it to big problems. What would you say is one of the most crucial lessons or experiences you've had that has really shaped you and and how you've really built this confidence to just tackle and achieve all these incredible opportunities? Honestly, I think the one that resonates or that always comes back to me. And I think if I could say to anybody out there, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you're doing, no matter what trouble you have, just know that you're not the only one. Somewhere around the age of 13, I went to a counselor and talked to him about what was going on in my family and my upbringing. And they put me in a group of other kids like me to have counseling and have group counseling and to talk about what's happening around us in our homes. And I remember spending the entire first session just crying my eyes out. And the counselor asked me what I was doing. And I said, I'm so relieved because I just learned that I'm not the only one. And I think when you grow up as a child, and and I really have a thing where I want to go back and I want to help other kids who may have grown up in uh, dysfunctional homes like I did, that when you learn to count on yourself, when you learn to trust in yourself, when you learn that you can do it, I want you to ask yourself, if you can do that, then what else can you do? And then what else can you do after that? Because that's what happens when you find out you're not the only one. And there's really no shame and there's no embarrassment because it's happening to a lot of other people around you. And I think so much of us, we keep so much inside and we don't talk about it. And we don't tell other people and we feel like we don't belong or we don't fit in or I'm strange because this is happening to me. But I think one of the, the most important things that I've ever learned is that I'm not the only one. I think we need to normalize communicating and letting go is normal. 
you should be enabled to do that. And I think what you just said then is fantastic. And you know what? I think if there's ways that Pat and I can get involved to help out, just shout out to us and we'll work out how we can also assist. Yeah, I love that. I often talk to Jen Welter, Coach Jen Welter. And as you know, Ken, Coach Jen Welter is an investor in Red Belly Honey, and I'm really proud of that because she believes in strong women and I must be strong enough for her to believe in. So that means the world to me. (laughs) (laughs) She actually was in Chicago recently and I met up with her and I I watched her coach some girls, some uh, young girls uh, flag football. And that was so fun and so exciting for me. And, you know, we had the conversation and I said, I can't wait to give back, but I also know I need to focus on one thing at a time and what I'm doing now, because the more I work on this, the more I'll have to give later. And I'm, I can't wait to do that, to be honest. Incredible. And what's inspiring you lately? I think there's so much, there's a wealth of recipes that I am excited to tackle, (laughs) (laughs) but like you have an amazing schedule coming up with really impactful environmentalist food is health. Like what's inspiring you and what keeps you motivated along this incredible journey? Well, I'm so glad you asked that because it all comes to a close. We just developed our honey gummies. As a person with insulin resistance who could never really have candy and feel good about it, or I should say have candy and not feel guilty, as I think most women would probably tell you, you eat something and there's this little voice in your head that's like, "Mm, you probably shouldn't have ate that, you know? So we just formulated our gummy brand. It's called Rebel Bee. They're the only gummies, I think, in the world that are sweetened with honey only. And most gummies or any gummies of the world that have honey in them, they also have sugar, cane sugar, refined sugar, glucose syrup, corn syrup. It's just junk. And so our gummies are made with red belly honey and other functional foods like blood orange, cayenne, passion fruit. We also are coming out with blueberry honey gummies. And tomorrow I will receive here at our office 275,000 passion fruit and blueberry gummies that will hit the streets. Yeah. So I'm actually, now that you asked me that, Patrick, I'm actually working on some non-CBD gummies because as we talked about for kids, I have nieces and nephews. They are in line to be diabetic if they don't watch it. And I want to be able to offer kids a healthy candy. I actually want candy to be just healthy and not, I don't know who said candy had to be bad for you, but I'm going to change that. Isn't that awesome? Amazing. And what I love about, look, it's it's a shame at the moment we can't import into Australia Gen CBD product, but these gummy bears in the non-CBD format and for kids in Australia around the globe, right? Yep. And this is something that Jelly and I touched on and talked about in our last catch up. And it was just like, oh, wow. More jaw-dropping moments, right? (laughs) I mean, honestly, I mean, our next gummy that I'm working on now, I'll give you guys a secret. I'll let you in on a secret, but it's going to have Mexican vanilla and saffron in it. Well, that's just gone out to probably a million people. And honey. Right. (laughs) That's okay. Why wasn't this a live taste test podcast again? (laughs) I'm telling you, when I arrive in the U.S. in about a month, it's all on. We are just going to, oh, you know, yeah. we're going to red belly honey up. We're going to do a live podcast, Pat, when, when we catch up with Jolene in, in Chicago, wherever she may be. <laughs> Perfect. That would be great. Yeah. But I'm so excited. I mean, I'm putting ingredients together, thinking about if I want candy, it's more about what I want it to taste like. It tastes really good. And our gummies are not like regular CBD gummies. They're not meant where you have one or two as a dose. My gummies are nano dosed. They're meant for you to eat the entire bag. 
because I don't know anyone who wants to eat candy and have just one <laughs> or just two. That makes me crack up laughing. I'm like, since when did I ever just have one piece of pizza? <laughs> See, this is where it's so different. When you meet someone like yourself who's creating this product from end to end, you're creating it with yourself in mind, right? You're like, well, what do I want to eat? How do I want to eat it? Right. And how do I want my friends and family and kids and all, you know, how do I want, you know, so you're producing it to suit those needs, which is perfect, right? I can't tell you, you know, we looked for a gummy maker for almost two years and none of them would stop their daily sugar, pumping out their sugar production gummies. None of them would just stop and hear us out and hear what we had to say and then consider tasting our honey. Red Belly Honey, two months after it launched, it was given the food pick of the year by Food and Wine. And we were invited to showcase it at what I would say is arguably the most prestigious food event in the United States. And our honey tastes really good. And not to mention it's glyphosate residue free. It has zero, zero glyphosates, residues, pesticides, toxins, metals, zero. It's cleaner than Manuka. Jolene, thank you so much for really just, one, this is just such a beautiful testament to the concept of you're not alone because with every product that you've built, you then actually not only attract, you find that community that all share the same values as you. And that community then has a way and a tool and a product to teach others about the importance and the opportunities they have to eat healthy, live healthy, and really just improve their quality of life through this incredible next chapter in food. Thank you. I just want them to have fun with me. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? What a perfect way to, to end this wonderful podcast. You've really made my day and I'm sure you've made Patrick's evening. <laughs> and I think we will definitely catch up in the US altogether very soon. I think we need to do a live podcast while we're blending and creating and maybe helping create something new, Jolene. What do you think? Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. You never know what we could come up That's with. Exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. You never know what will happen between now and October either. So. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> the way you're going, oh, my gosh, who knows, right? <laughs> A whole new lineup. <laughs> Jolene Rivera, yeah, thank exciting. you so much for joining us here on Talent Without Limits. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time, both of you, and for making the schedule work. I really do appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into Talent Without Limits, music provided by Audio Coffee via Pixabay. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. For more information on the Mitchell Lake Group, please visit mitchelllake.com. We'll be back with a brand new episode very soon.